Once upon a time, there was a girl named Little Rocky. Little Rocky loved hip-hop. It was her favorite. She loved how smooth and fun it was. Did you know that you could rhyme diapers with Mackay Pfeiffer? Not before hip-hop you didn't. You can only imagine how happy she was that five of her friends were performing this year in the halftime show. But it was up to her to make sure all five of them got there on time and safely. She started up her six-person lack. A lack is a Cadillac you'll have to keep up and went to go scoop up her friend Mary first. Hey girl, thanks for coming to get me. You know how those family affairs can be. It was only going to be about a matter of time before you get loose and start to lose your mind. I've been to your parties, Mary. They're a lot of fun. What were you celebrating? No more drama in my life. That's wonderful. Always a good excuse for a party. Little Rocky, do you mind if I rest my eyes? We got crunk and now I'm going down. Of course, Mary, relax. Dre's getting in the car anyway. Dr. Dre, I almost didn't recognize you in that hat. I'm still Dre today, Rocky. Well, regardless, I'm happy to see you. What's been up? Since the last time you heard from me, I lost some friends. Not Snoop. Me and Snoop, we dipping again. <sighs> okay, good. Don't scare me like that. Careful ahead. Yeah, I see them. I'm going the speed limit. Don't worry. You're, uh, still not loving police, Dre? Nah. Yeah, me neither. You know, you were saying that in 1999, and police are still terrifyingly reckless with human life. Oh, look, there's Snoop. Sup, foos. Hey, Uncle Snoop, where are you coming from? It's Sunday, so up in your bitch is where you might find me. Your bitch? Yeah. The youth organization of underground rappers and business introverts that celebrate hemp. That's right, I forgot you were the dog father of that organization. He is I and I am him. What do you have in that cup, Snoop? I got me some Seagram's gin. Want some? I'm driving, but thank you. I just drank a fifth of vodka. Dare me to drive? Slim, have you been in the car this whole time? Yeah, plus my tank is on empty, and no patience is in me to get gas. So I thought I'd prank you. How'd you get in the car? You left the trunk open, something I would never do. I also watched you walk inside last night. Have you been working out? Stairmaster, yeah. I can't believe it. I never seen an ass like that. Thank you, Slim. Now stay focused. We have one more stop before we hit the venue. Kendrick is waiting for us. Nobody pray for me. <sighs> what happened, Ken? It been that day for me. I got royalty inside my DNA. I can't be treated like that. Tell us. I was at Starbucks and I ordered a chai tea latte because chai tea latte is my favorite. Then I hear, Derek, Derek, chai tea latte for Derek. There was only one person in there besides the employee. Me, Kendrick. Well, what did you say? I said, I can't fake humble just because your ass is insecure. And I took the chai tea and I left. Good for you, nephew. Good for you on your latest business venture, Uncle Snoop. Thank you. It's true. Death Row is the label that pays me. We're here, everybody. I hate to say goodbye, but I'm going to be cheering you on from the stands. Hell yeah. Thanks for the ride, little Rocky.
Nothing but a G thing, Dre. I'll see you in the next episode. Welcome to the Rocky Rundown, where you get to learn a little bit about my week. Party God Squad, hello! Thank you for dropping in again. I'm so happy to see you, but the uh, version where you're listening to me and I talk to you in like a long little sexy voicemail that makes you giggle so you save it. Then you listen to it every time you're feeling down or even when you want to feel a little more up. Did you have a good week? I sure hope so. My week was good. I'm always wishing it's summer, but I'm too East Coast to do anything about it. Oh, happy Valentine's Day. Or week, depending on when or if you observe. I'm single, but to be honest, Valentine's Day doesn't make me sad. I had a lot of Valentine's Days in the past that were always thoughtful and always beautiful, and the ones I'll have in the future will be amazing too. So tonight, I'll thank my lucky stars that the universe is giving me a little break for a couple of years where I don't have to have a man's dick in my mouth on a Monday. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. This week, my friend Courtney and I went out for drinks in our neighborhood to have a midweek laugh. And we went to this bar. Immediately upon entering, I see a Gremsey. Gremsey is a derogatory term for a gremlin in the wild. You've seen one. Gremsies, though gender non-conforming, generally identify as male, statistically speaking. They look at you like they're posing for a gum commercial, but this is a juxtaposition because the smile mixed with their general gremsiness will send shivers down your spine and dry up any wetness dripping from your vagine from when you walked in the bar and you saw that super hot guy smoking a cigarette outside. You don't want to date a smoker, but you 100% would. People can change. The Gremsy will also make themselves known by licking their lips like they have filet residue all over them after they left the surf and turf lunch special at Rick's Cabaret. They just want to devour you. I made note of him, as any observant person would, but I didn't vocalize any concern. Best not to give any attention to a Gramsci. Courtney and I grab our drinks and we're mid-laugh, and then the smoking hot Joe Camel from outside walks by and she looks at me and says, Wow. Yikes. And I say, I know, right? What a bad boy. (laughs) Wow. Yikes. Indeed. But what's up? Why is he here solo on a Wednesday just smoldering, right? That's that's a red flag. Whatever. If he's a red flag, I'm the United Nations bitch. Switch seats with me so I'm in his eyeline. She obliged as she's happily married. But she still kind of had a stunned look on her face. We go back to Gabin, classic. And about five minutes later, I look over to Gremsey. He looks like a girl's joined him at the bar, which took him from a Category 5 high alert Gremsey to a Category 1 less dire Gremsey. Looks like that dude found love. Thank God, he was for sure creeping me out. Courtney asked me, wait, you're not attracted to him? No, oh my God, he gives me the heebie-jeebies, dude. Yeah, but you just said he was smoldering. No, not him, him. 
The point I did was not subtle, but I get excited, you know? Courtney let out the biggest sigh of relief. Thank God, I thought you knew that when I said, wow, yikes, I was talking about this guy over here. And I went, oh no, not him. Yeah, I thought, wow, yikes, good. Not wow, yikes, bad. Wow, yikes, hot. This was a classic case of mistranslated wow yikes. When I hear wow yikes, I think there goes my lower back and will my legs go behind my ears without popping off like the 4th of July? Unlikely. I've been thinking a lot about the root of making fun of people. I'm serious. Sometimes you can poke fun by imitating or teasing someone you love or even someone you don't love. You can have the hardest laughs or it can lead to the most long-lasting and unforgettable tears. But where does the human urge to make fun of or imitate people for a laugh come from? Like deeply, really come from. My theory? Cave times. Think about it. You got 20 cave people doing their thing, we got hunters, we got gatherers, and all of a sudden, a new group of 20 cave people walk on the scene. They've been traveling from 40 miles away for about 5-ish days, and they have the same goals as our first cave group. They just want to survive and enjoy their time with each other. Maybe they walk a little different, grunt a little different, wear their leaves a little different. The first group is so warm and welcoming to the second group. They teach them some tricks, open up their land, they couple swap, life is good. Then after a few days, cave group two has to bounce. It's time for them to get back on their journey. Cave group one is really gonna miss them and they're sitting around a newly invented fire and the energy is quiet and a little melancholy. They miss their new friends already. After a few minutes, one of the cave people stands up and he breaks the silence by imitating the walk of one of the cave people from group two. He imitates him without words and all the cave people see him and they know exactly who he's imitating. Ugg Ugg. They all loved Ugg Ugg, but he had a funny little walk. And because they all laughed, the cave comedian started imitating all the members one by one of the second group. The laughter continued on and on, and it made them all miss the second group so much, but it made them miss them differently. Better, even. That's what I like to think the root of making fun of people came from, but I'm no historian. That brings us to Rocky's Highest Thoughts, my most stoned thoughts of the week. Number one. One day you'll buy your last stick of deodorant. Number two, sea turtles must communicate with each other. But what do they say? Number three, I was kicked out of a classroom in high school by a substitute teacher who looked like Stan Marsh's uncle because I was wearing a Mickey's Malt Liquor fitted t-shirt. That moment pops in my head at least once every three months, and now it lives in your memory too. Enjoy. Number four, legitimately, what does TED Talk stand for? Number five, when in doubt, try and be more like Paris Hilton. If that comment triggered you in any way, do a little more research on Paris Hilton. Number six, I found it to be placating when Fergie tried to relate to us by saying, I still go to Taco Bell, drive through raw as hell. Please, Fergie, going in the drive through line is a Trojan compared to the unprotected journey that is stepping foot inside an American fast food restaurant in the daytime. That's the def, 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 def definition of raw as hell. My guest this week is comedian Chris Burns, but you may know him as Fat Carrie Bradshaw. I've seen Fat Carrie Bradshaw before. 
But where? Lighting up your goddamn Instagram feed. That's where. Filling it with red hot hilarious content and wigs galore. His wild word was justice and I promise I will not object. If you haven't done so already, please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. You can follow me on TikTok and Instagram at Wild Nights with Rocky or on Twitter at Wild Nights Pod. For full extended interviews with all of my guests, please be sure to subscribe on YouTube. Thank you to all of you who've written a review on Apple Podcasts already. It really does make a difference. And if you haven't written a review yet, crack those knuckles and massage that keyboard. And now... Please enjoy my Wild Nights conversation with Fat Carrie Bradshaw. Chris, welcome. Thank you for doing the podcast. Oh my God. Hi. Thank Hi. you for having me. It's so nice to see you all with lipstick at noon. I know. Lipstick at noon. That's my uh, the title of my autobiography. Oh my God. <laughs> that's a good autobiography title, honestly. I used to have a friend that said the more put together she looked, on the weekends, the shittier she felt on the inside. Oh, yeah. Um, and <laughs> Was that... I that friend? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm like, yeah. I throw on a little um, moisturizer and I'm like, okay, feeling better for the day. Feeling good. Feeling good. I have to say, I don't think we've seen each other. Well, this isn't in person, but I think the last time I saw you in person was outside the Lizzo concert. Oh, my God. <laughs> which was the best night of my life. Holy shit. That was so much fun. That was, oh my God, how long ago was that? That was before COVID was even a, a blip. blip. Um, I want to say it was May 2019. That does sound right. It was definitely May because it was nice out. It was nice out. I went with my friend Isabel and I told her because, uh, you know, all those tickets were GA, like general admission. So I told her, I was like, let's get in line at like 435 o'clock. We'll be right up at the front. Trust me, I know concerts. And she was like, no, we're going out for drinks first and then we'll get in yeah. line. And then we were like way in the back. We had to elbow. Do you know what I did at that? Because that venue is so horrible. It's a giant room, basically. Like where weird, everyone. Yeah. Yeah, but they have like when you go in, there's stairs to the side. That's GA as well as the balcony. And no uh -huh. one goes up there. So oh. I had a friend that was like, before the Lizzo concert was like, you just go up to the balcony. Nobody goes up there. And when I tell you, no one was up there. The view was amazing. And there's a bar right behind you. I felt like I had like a private box at the Lizzo concert. It was such a dream. And then we leave and people are singing on the street. And who is out there belting away? But Rocky... <laughs> I was living my best life. I was so happy to see you. I wish uh, I knew that balcony thing. I'm not going to, let's not say the venue name because we'll keep that balcony yeah. secret, our little secret. Yeah. And Lizzo's probably, it would take a very important person to get me back to. There we go. We said the name of the Oh venue. shit. I already <laughs> ruined it. <laughs> Edit it out. You guys, if anyone takes the balcony, I will fucking lose my mind. Imagine. I actually might bleep it out. Do it. That's so funny. I must give it up. <laughs> Chris, I'm just happy to see you. How's your uh, life been? I feel like I keep, we're two ships passing in the night too, because we're both close friends with Lauren Brickman. And every time I see you with her, I'll be with her a couple of days later. I know. I mean, it's been, you know, life is so 
different now than it mm-hmm. was uh, before COVID, but I'm adjusting. I had signed a new lease on March 15th okay. of 2019, which was the day of the pandemic started. Yes. And so 2020, then, you mean? 2020. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, right around that time was when it started. So then I went upstate for a while and then my lease was up and I went to LA for a couple months just to like test the waters. Of course. But the waters weren't that warm. I wasn't interested. A little and murky. Then, it was a little murky, you know? I, mm-hmm. I didn't have a scuba suit. And I gotcha. wasn't that into it. But then I moved back to the city. I mean, I paid for a full year of rent. Not really was in Brooklyn. But now I'm in Manhattan. She's a Manhattan girl. She's in Manhattan. And very, like, I'm on the same avenue as Lauren. Only, like, 30 blocks. Okay, that's good to know. Up or down? Down. Okay. 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 Yeah. She fancy. She's, <laughs> listen, it's those COVID prices. So who knows? Come, come the end of the lease, I might not be a Manhattan girl anymore. Um, well, you're always welcome in Astoria. Let's just say, um, so now you're a Manhattan girl. Life is good. You got your post, I guess it's not post COVID, but you got your uh, post paying rent for a year lease. Yeah. Justice justice yes you got your justice so chris's wild word was justice so chris give us your wild night story justice okay so i've had quite some wild nights but this is a wild night that i'm proud of and also fully remember because i was sober completely sober and i was 16 years old i want to say and i grew up outside of albany which if you grew up in the suburbs, it's like the same everywhere. Right. And we would hang out. My friends in high school and I would hang out at the playground. So it's my house and then woods. And then there's like an elementary school on the other side of the woods. I, and then I can picture this already. Yeah. Right. And then there's woods on the other side of the school. And then my friend's house is on that side. Okay. That's important to the story. Also important to know the police in my town are just bored and always looking for things to do. I was literally going to say bored. Yeah. And so there was a beautiful wooden playground there. And when Mm. I was in like seventh grade, someone burned it down. (laughs) And (laughs) it had been like made by the community and it was like a whole thing. But then someone got drunk and burned it down as a prank. Gotcha. And so... They rebuilt this whole playground at dusk and nighttime. That's where the high schoolers would go hang sometimes. Of course. And so one evening we're there and the police come with their, you're not allowed to be there, to be clear. Okay. And so the police come, sirens on. My one friend, Kate, who just loves drama. Yeah. Was like, just screams, run for your life. (laughs) And so... How many of you were there, Chris? How many? There was like 15. So there was like my group of friends and then they were hanging out with these guys from a different school. Isn't that the best when you're in high school? You know, and I'm like the gay (laughs) friend that's judging them from afar, but also there. And so my one friend was like, why are we going to run? We're literally not even doing anything. And as she says this, Kate again says every every man for himself and starts sprinting. (laughs) And so I'm like, okay, I have to run for my life. I immediately slip. And it's like, so the playground's on a hill. Gotcha. Surrounded by woods. And so I'm running down the hill with everyone else. And I immediately fall and land like on my face just at the edge of the woods. Yeah. And so now the cops are up at the playground and 
yelling because everyone's running and they start calling for backup, I reacted by <laughs> just sticking my face down. I was lying in the woods. Yeah. Everyone is running. I fall and I'm, I have a better chance of just laying here in the woods than trying Make, to get up and move. Like making a ruckus. Yeah. And so I'm also bleeding because when I fall, I fall like through pricker bushes. So I'm like <laughs> covered in tiny cuts oh, and no. my glasses are like askew because yeah, I like hit something. And then I'm like keeping my head down because because of my glasses, I'm like the flashlight will reflect right. the glasses. The long story short is I end up here for four hours Okay, because the cops call more and more backup and they are literally searching the woods and like talking to each other. When I tell you, I, he was standing next to my head with the flashlight looking over me. Oh my and God. in my head, I'm like, at this point, if I get caught, I'm going to be in a lot of actual trouble because yes. I ran from the police and I'm now hiding for no reason at all. I'm thinking they must see me and they like are either fucking with me or like feel sorry for the fat kid that fell while running and everyone else got away. What I was just going to ask you, everyone left you? So yes, they did. And I knew that they knew I grew up in those woods. So afterwards, when I talked to my one friend, she was like, I figured you were like at home in bed and you just went through the path to the woods. And also, you know, they were shitty friends, but (laughs) they all ended up getting caught. Every single one of them individually. Wow. Like the one friend got pulled over because her car was like in the other side of the woods and the cops had seen it, wrote her license plate down. Yeah. I was the only one who got away. And I got home. I was supposed to be home by like 1030. I got home at four o'clock in the morning. Oh, my God. Um, And my parents were like asleep. And then I just told them the truth because I was also covered in cuts and bruises. And my face was in something's nest. But honestly, that was my proudest moment because everyone else got caught except for Kate, who called my friend and the cop answered. Mm -hmm. They asked her name and she gave the name of this poor girl that lived in the neighborhood that we didn't hang out with ever. Oh my God. And she always said, if we ever get caught by the cops, I'm going to give Angela's name. And then (laughs) she literally did it. So neither her, I got caught, but the other 13 people did get caught and like nothing really happened to them. But that's only the beginning of the colony police have chased me twice. I think this time was justice. They did catch up with me about a year later at a, at a high school party. Same Um, cops. It was the same cops, and I know it was the same cops because my dad's, like, friends with one, one of their them. fathers. Gotcha. So the name I knew. And then the other one's last name. So I obviously lied and said at the high school party, I was like, I don't have an ID with yeah. me. Yeah. He was like, okay, what's your name? And I gave him my real name, and then he got really mad, and his name was also Chris Burns. And oh it, like, said God. C. Burns on his thing, so he thought I was, like, being a dick. Yeah. And then I was like, no, I swear. And then they breathalyzed me, and this was also... I was 16 and working at the grocery store, so I had friends that were, like, 30 and... Yeah. Whose, whose lives were, like, a mess and had gotten DUIs before. I worked at a Kmart <laughs> when I was 16. Um, I speak your language. <laughs> and he was like, if you ever have to take a breathalyzer, just blow really lightly because it won't pick up. So that's what I did. And then the cop was like, obviously somebody's done this before. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. And they made me call my parents. I had to lose my fake ID, which 
this is the most horrific thing I've ever done. Yeah. And was not justice for the person I did it to. But while working at the grocery store, there was a lost and found with everyone's IDs. And we would like go through. And if something looked like us or one of our friends, we would take it. Oh. So this kid, I swear, looked exactly like me, Mm -hmm. like identical. And I got away with using it every single time. Yeah. But my parents had like found out about it. So I had to cut it. Like that was my punishment for the cops calling my house was the sound of them cutting up that ID. But the day after that, I go in to the convenience store where I would always go to buy beer. And the kid whose ID it was, was working behind the counter with like a trainee tag. Oh my God. I owe maybe an actual federal case to the colony police. Because if the, imagine me handing my ID to the person whose ID it was, who also had come back to the grocery store looking for it, but it was already in my pocket. And it was I, already in your possession. What were you going to give it back? What am I supposed to do? Be like, oh yeah, I kept it for safekeeping in my pocket. Yeah, you had the wherewithal to say, this is me behind the counter trading right now. This is my fake ID. I can't pass this over to him. No, it was the day after I had my parents oh. had cut it up. So, so it was fate it, almost. It was fate is how I'm taking it. And now he's like a big real estate person in my hometown. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I like see his name on nice houses for sale. So yeah, if you're from the 518 area, try to put those context clues together because I will <laughs> never admit who it was. And you never should. And you never should. Um, That is in hindsight, looking back, because I always looked, I always looked like a child until I didn't there was just like one day where I looked like a woman but I <laughs> was like you know getting carded up until like 25 26 um and still yeah. love the occasional getting carded but it is way more infrequent and I I would never even think to use well the there was one time too where the cashier was just there and then the manager was like at the other side of the store like a little gas station and she was like let me see. Like, there's no way he's 21. And I about shit a brick because I was 18. Yeah. And, or even younger than that. And she came and like took the ID and looked at it for like five minutes. And she was like, wow, sorry. You just looked super young. <laughs> and I was like, no problem. No problem. <laughs> sorry. It was a gift that kept on giving, really. That's the thing with fake IDs. I was with someone else who was not getting carded, but I I walk in. As soon as we get to like the casino floor, somebody's there carding me. Okay, great. Oh, I get it. It's a Tuesday afternoon in September. It's a little suspicious yeah. that I'm here, but whatever. Or a little, not suspicious, a little, you know, uh, not the crowd. I don't fit in with the yeah. crowd that's there. Maybe I'm skipping school. So I, I hand my ID over to the security guard or whatever. Okay, you're good. I sit down at the table. As soon as I sit down at the table, this woman that's the dealer, she needs my ID. Okay, good. Great. Here's my ID, whatever. I'm clear. I'm at the table. Then the cocktail waitress comes over. She cards me. And this is oh all within. God. Yeah, it's in a span of, I'm not kidding you, five minutes. So she cards me. And so I hand her my card and I'm like, oh my God, this is the third time in five minutes I'm getting carded. This is crazy. Like, do you have a bracelet system or something? And she goes, she just looks at me and she's like, oh yeah, tough life. And then she shoves my card, uh, my ID back at me. Like, oh, sorry, lady. <laughs> no, I love, I love uh, a jaded waitress 
working the day shift at the Borgata. Yeah. Jealous of the young women coming in, having to get ID'd. <laughs> she, and I obviously was like, when I would go to Atlantic City back in the day, I used to frequent there quite a bit and I would get free rooms on the weekdays. So when I would go, it would be like a Tuesday at 4 p.m. and I'd be in a ball gown. <laughs> like Harris <laughs> next to somebody who's like on an uh, air machine or something. And I'm like, okay, but you know, I'm happy with my life choices. I've never been to Atlantic City. I have to go at some point. You know I love a lightly trashy vibe. It is not lightly trashy. It is extremely trashy. I but live. So much fun. And that, okay, so I'm glad to know this information because myself, Lauren, and Caitlin have been saying we want to do an Atlantic City trip and we need yes. a fourth. We need a oh fourth God, to yes. call the corners. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so, we have to go to Atlantic City. What a dream. That will be a dream. We'll make that happen and we'll have a wild night after wild night. I'm so happy that you survived all those cop incidents. And it sounds like you have cool enough parents where they were just letting you do your thing. Like they realized you were a good kid, maybe. Yeah, I think that. It was because I, yeah, I didn't really do anything bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was drinking, but like, whatever. That's yeah. the suburbs. <laughs> but I wasn't like doing drugs or anything. So I think right. that they were probably pretty appreciative of that. Yeah, it is surprising though, that because knowing them, I would have thought that they'd be a lot more angry both times, but they really weren't. So they weren't. now, when you look back at who you were in high school and who you are now, you're. Mr. Congeniality, you're all over Instagram. Snooki is liking your stuff. I mean, you're a big deal. Um, how does that make you feel? Oh my God. Thank you. I guess I do not ever think of it that way. Well, you um, should. It's exciting. I will say when Snooki followed me, that was an exciting, exciting moment for me. Yeah. Because yeah. listen, the the queen of trash reality yeah is the dream i love that i can do comedy with a big audience and not have to leave my house yeah honestly i mean i do miss though the obvious live you mean you get it the live Mm -hmm. performance aspect of hearing people um Mm -hmm. respond but yeah i feel very grateful i guess that i get to do what i do yeah so even days when i'm like complaining and in a bad mood i'm like okay you need to check yourself here because at least i'm i don't have to work at the restaurant anymore exactly and it must be i often wonder when i watch your videos because you play so many characters you'll do five six characters in one video i wonder is that something that's a collaborative experience like is that a collaborative process or is that something where you just sit down and you go okay I know these six girls from high school that wear Uggs to go pumpkin picking. Yeah. It's usually just me that does my ones because I also like have, you know, like control issues of what I want to do. And also I like have an idea in mind, I think, of Uh the character. So now a lot of times it'll be like, if it's for a branded video or something, they'll be like, we were thinking this with these types of girls. So Sometimes they'll give like the types and then I just write what they're saying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been a lot of, there's so many videos. I do like to think, go back. I'm like, I do have like hundreds of characters, That's uh, a, yeah. which I never think of myself as like a character person. 
I guess that I am. Yeah, I think you need to start <laughs> reframing that thought process because you have so many characters and you don't need me to tell you this, but they hit. I mean, no, they hit. They're so funny and people love them. People are constantly sharing them. So it's become something now where people know, like they can look at your content and say, this is going to kill. Like, I'm going to watch this. It's always the perfect amount of time. You always hit the women that we know, the people that we know, you know what I mean? So yeah. you should start looking at yourself as the character uh, actor, because that is, um, thank top, you. Top notch shit. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't love putting on a wig? I know you have so, so many. I haven't bought a new wig actually in quite some time. I went through a phase where I was really just <laughs> like every week ordering yeah. a new wig. But because of the pandemic and my new tiny apartment, the wig situation isn't it's what I had. a little different. Because I was living in Flatbush before in uh-huh. like a huge apartment. And so I had like a Moira wig I was going to say, yeah. And now they're just kind of scattered around between my parents and here. But yeah, I have, I think, like 50 something. And then there's ones that have retired because there's just you know, they get a little ratty when I keep shoving them in a duffel bag back and forth from places. Yeah, of course, of course. But I, I was kind of expecting you to have a Moira Rose-esque space for your... My my dream is to have an apartment where I have an extra room where I can, like, have... Also, because I do so much podcasting, so, like, yeah. to set up the podcasting stuff and then have to take that down and then set up like the makeup and stuff and then take that down and then set up because my apartment's so small I can't have it so the dream is to have a room where I can just have everything set up and like yeah. leave it set up someday I'll get there you sure will and I do want to talk about the podcasting stuff because honestly you do do so many podcasts that it's hard to keep track so let everybody know kind of which podcasts you're working on right now that are active and in business so i do the bachelor through batches which is mm-hmm. just like a bachelor recap podcast yes and then i do uh middle children with jesse jollis and that's like a self-produced thing that we do that is just fun for us because you're both um, middle children yes mm-hmm. so that's how it came to be i also do the taylor strecker show which is like a daily radio show yes um, liz cully does that i had liz on oh yeah yeah so, and liz and taylor like went to high school together i think yeah and then they like kind of discovered each other yeah we like, developed their friendship later in life yeah shout out so to they, liz she has like it's a radio show so it's two hours every morning like eight to or it used to be live, uh-huh. so which is crazy to think about because we used to have to go to the studio at 8 a.m. Like, I would have to go every Friday, and now yeah. we record at 12, and I'm like, oh, God, virtually. It's crazy how the world changed so much. So she and does, like, two hours back. every day. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and she, like, ended up changing her whole thing. So she has, like, a different co-host for each hour. So I'm, like, gotcha. second hour on Monday is Liz is a Tuesday's first mm-hmm. hour or whatever but taylor was away for a while and so she jesse and i did a whole two hours together and uh-huh. we're chatting about middle children's stories and then that's how that was born and we're up to about i think episode 90 something which Congratulations. is a lot thank you so much and then i have some other things in the works some exciting projects coming yeah. out soon yeah that are also podcasty but yeah i'm really glad i got a zoom at the beginning of because Taylor like has specific equipment and was like, if you guys have it, we'll do virtually, but I'm sure we'll be back in 
a couple of weeks, I was just like, I bet if I get this shit now, it'll be cheaper and easier if this keeps going. So it is the best move I've made is committing to podcasting, I guess. Yeah. I never thought of my, I guess, because when we were young, it didn't exist. Because I'm like, I never would think of myself just talking for a living. It's a really interesting, it's becoming such an interesting platform. There's so many commercials and stuff for podcasts, which uh, we can get into a whole thing with Spotify, but Spotify, the fact that if you pay for premium, but then when you listen to podcasts, you still have to sit through their ads. I find very annoying. I, yeah, I never listen to the podcast on Spotify just because it, and and honestly, I podcast so much that I don't listen to any of my own podcasts. I really just listen to like a couple of true crime podcasts. Oh, okay. So you're in the true crime world. I really am. Yeah. I watch a lot of Snapped. Yeah. I um, I stick to usually my rotation is usually Dax if I like the guest I listen to Armchair Expert mm. I listen to Conan I listen to Sarah Silverman Chelsea Whitney Cummings those are usually my uh yeah. in my in my weekly roundup but I wanted to ask you a little bit because yes of course you are a podcaster but your face has gotten pretty well known have there been any incidents particularly in New York where people have uh, recognized you in a way where it you off guard oh yeah there's been quite a few I mean it it, it happens it's happened a couple of plate like it happened never in LA um Mm -hmm. the weirdest spot was in the airport in Scotland oh my goodness um someone did and that was really strange she like had her phone out with my Instagram up and we were like waiting to go through customs in Edinburgh and she (laughs) was like Like from the like other side of the line. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. It happened once I was with three of my college friends mm-hmm. at brunch and somebody recognized me. This is the best timing. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like she's like, so sorry to interrupt. I was like, oh my God, thank God. And then they were like, how much did he pay you to come do this? I think that was the best. And then when I was still working at the restaurant at the end, someone left a note that was like on the check, like I'm such a big fan from Italy and like left her, her like handle. And so that was cool. Cause she was like an Italian visitor. I was managing at the restaurant at that time. So that was always nice, especially yeah. when I was working at the restaurant. Cause it was a nice little boost. A nice but, little boost to tell you to keep going, which you have and you are. Yeah. I mean, it's nice. I feel like at this point, like there's no plan B. I'm like, it's this too late. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I, I don't gotta think, just keep forging, I guess. I honestly don't think you need a plan B. Everything you're producing, everything you're coming out with is so funny. And you are just such a lovely person. Um, oh, since the day I you. met you, such a lovely person. To the days of us partying uh, in 2011 and 2012 at oh the Shannon God. Pot in Long Island City. <laughs> I think of the Shannon Pot way more than I should. Yeah. And you guys, this was a, I mean, the comedy theater there was absolutely insane it was, <laughs> you had to you had to walk through a loading dock yeah of like, I, oh my I don't even god know you're what, right right it was like in the basement of some kind of big building we didn't even know what happened in this building but we'd yeah. have to walk through a loading dock and then down these stairs and there was like a little room with tons of pipes with this stage <laughs> With no windows. With no windows. One exit. It was a fire hazard. Oh my um, God. And remember Lauren was working there for a bit. I honestly don't, but that checks out. Right? Was that the place 
There was a show I think that was with you and Lauren also where the dog, maybe you weren't there. There was like no one in the audience and then a dog came in to the theater and shit on the stage. Oh man, that does not sound familiar. I wish it did, but I, cause we had a run there for a while. We did ha- think, hashtag high class hookers there for a while. I think it was there. And then I think it was there because there was someone selling like, remember how they briefly had like a little bar? Yeah. And I remember going to the bar being like, um, a dog came in and shit on the stage. And she was like, <laughs> oh, mop it. And I thought she was like telling me to mop it up. But it, the dog's name was mop it. Oh, no. Oh, no. She was like, that's mop it. The owner's dog. And I was like, the owner of what? Where are we? <laughs> Where are we? Um, that, yeah, that place was in hindsight. You know, you think you're doing these shows. I remember doing shows there afterwards and then going down the street to that little brewery and it would be a Saturday night and I'd be with my improv team and I was just like 23 and bright eyed and like, uh, oh man, we're performing in the same city as Saturday Night Live right now. This is magical. And it's like, oh, well. Oh, my God. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah. I remember because I moved when I was 22, like right after college. And I was like, I'm going to go. I'll work at this restaurant answering the phone for like six months. And then I'll be fine and I'll make it. Uh, and I worked at that restaurant for over seven years. And Lauren, I mean, the fact that we met, it's so out of character for me, the way that Lauren and I became friends because uh-huh. I'm like an anxious, I would never go up to someone right. and just like start talking. I was taking improv 201 because I had taken a intensive, which they like, it was basically improv class from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Right. Monday through Friday. And so that's- <laughs> I know my little brother took those. He would come and stay with me in the city and then do yeah. the intensives. I'm like, whoa, that's a lot of improv in a week. I stayed with my uncle in Connecticut. It was like coming in every day. And then on the <laughs> last day, I was like, decided to not go back and literally moved to the city because of improv yeah um but lauren had like missed one of her classes and so in 201 she had to like make it up so she was like in my class once and when we were leaving class i was like you seem like fun let's get a drink and we just went to walters i think and that was the beginning of that whole the years at walters were Walters is just another dive bar that Walters I think is I making probably... a comeback. Is it? I haven't been back in so long. And Lauren said she went back not that long ago and it was the same bartender that was always there when we were there. Yeah, I think Walters is kind of like uh, where we go because I perform at the Armory on Fridays sometimes. And that's like the after spot most of the time is Walters. Listen, I, there was a surprise birthday party for me there. I think you were at it. Yeah, probably. Walters. Guys, you have to look, see what Walters is. It's like a little sports bar. Also, remember they would have karaoke and there was there was this one person who would always come who took karaoke really seriously and would sit at the end of the bar. There's always, I'm obsessed with the serious karaoke person. Yeah. Who like doesn't even drink. They're like having just an iced tea waiting for their turn to sing Whitney Houston. That, that's the vibe. (laughs) That is the vibe. (laughs) Find your passion. Find your passion. And you too can sing Kelly Clarkson a moment like this. Um, Here, here. But no, Walters is making a comeback. So uh, we have to gallivant together. We have to party. We have to have some fun. I want to have some laughs with you and uh, go to Atlantic City. Atlantic City. But in the meantime, everybody listening, if you want to follow Chris, a.k.a. Fat Carrie Bradshaw, which is what I was going to also ask you, do people call you Chris in the streets or will they say, Fat Carrie Bradshaw? Oh, it's always Fat Carrie Bradshaw. (laughs) 
It, yeah, I, I, yeah. Listen, I didn't pick the name. The name picked me. That's what and that's I said. how it works. And that's how it works. <laughs> well, if anyone wants to follow Fat Carrie Bradshaw, you can follow him on Twitter at Fat Carrie B Shaw at Fat Carrie Bradshaw on Instagram and Fat Bradshaw.com. Yes. Chris, anything so else you want to plug, say, sign off with? No, please just go to the go to the Insta. Everything will be there um, if there's anything to be had. There, there's always something to be had if you are involved. I look forward to more characters in the future, and I look forward to seeing you and having some laughs in the future. Yes, I can't wait. We must. We must, we must. Chris, thank you so much for doing the show. We'll talk soon, okay? Oh my God, thank you. Absolutely, bye. <laughs>